what's up guys welcome back to locked on red Sox on the locked on podcast network where it's your team every day as always i'm your host gabrielle founder of girl at the game and for today's episode i am taking you back to the bracket for the sweet 16 round if you haven't been caught up Javi from Locked On Padres, John from Locked On New York Rangers from the hockey section of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I have all teamed up to make our way through a 64-movie sports bracket that we found from some random radio station in Lubbock, Texas. And we've been having a blast watching these movies, talking about these movies, learning new things about them and debating them, and brutally betraying each other to advance movies that we like to the later rounds. It's getting even harder as we go through them, but it's also just really fun and exciting to have a reason to watch all of these movies and say, oh, I have to watch League of Their Own for the 800th time because it's for work. So I love that. I'll take any excuse I can get to watch these movies again. And just a reminder, it is no longer May, but Locked on Red Sox is still partnering with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com and use code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. All right, so we're back. We are into the Sweet 16 here and kicking off today's action. We've got the number 16 seed, Any Given Sunday, taking on the number 5 seed, Miracle. Javi, you want to take this one first? Yes, sir. Sweet, sweet 16. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so um, shout out SpongeBob. So we've talked a lot about kind of our love for the – not love, but our kind of ironic love for the insanity of Al Pacino's career post – like this movie where in everything like heat and he just kind of just starts yelling all the time. And I think in this movie, he's, he's still good. He's still, um, he still, despite it being a big yelling performance, he still has his moments where like you're reminded. It's like, yeah, this guy's like a great actor. The editing is weird and whatnot. But for me, this is just one of those all time. I don't know if it's a good, bad movie. I just think it's, it's so out of control in a way that I just really appreciate. However, Miracle's really bleeping good, guys. So I rewatched yeah. it the other day. Um, it's, I, I just, I really feel like, I think we said this the first couple episodes, but I just think as someone who doesn't love hockey, I think it says a lot that after I saw this movie for the first time, I was like, yo, I want to play hockey. Like this is, that's, that's my new sport. And you know, the feeling wears off after, you know, it's an ephemeral feeling. It lasts only for a little bit, but it's still really, um, really nice and I, I love her brooks in this i love kurt russell i don't know any given sunday has the a unique thing to it where like i kind of want it to keep going farther i kind of love that it's the umbc of the bracket upsetting hoosiers and i mean if we're being honest the second team that it beat the the longest year i think was was a lot easier than beating hoosiers um i just i i just think that miracles more refined it's sharper it's Yes, it doesn't have the crazy plot that you haven't seen before. Like I think we described, it's basically like the the Hoosiers of hockey, but it's just made better. There, it's a big problem with any given Sunday. Well, it's hilarious to talk about the editing in that movie's out of control. It's edited like a CSI Miami episode at, at points, where it just has those like really weird camera cuts and it has just <laughs> it's just the the random um, transitions into like old movies to like show you like hey man it's a battlefield it's a battleground so for the reasons that while I think I want to watch any given Sunday with literally every person I ever meet from now on for the rest of my life because <laughs> uh, I think it's so fascinating of a movie that and I, I think it actually genuinely is, has some like smart uh, things in the sense of 
kind of being one of the first sports movies to tackle like kind of the issues with football and the the concussions and injuries and that whole stuff, right? And athletes being used and whatnot. And the fact that the only domestic abuse of the movie is from uh, what Dennis Quaid's wife, which is just weird. <laughs> I did not expect that for the movie. The alligator scene, the eyeball. I just think that, or was it an alligator? No, that was Happy Gilmore. What was it? Like a lizard? No, it was, it was an alligator. Alligator, right? alligator in an the alligator. shower. Okay. Yeah. yeah, alligator in the shower. Um, I'm going to go miracle on this one because I just, I can't get over that. Objectively speaking, there's a lot of weird directing choices made in any given Sunday that if you're not one, someone like us who appreciates kind of the, the stupid parts of movies sometimes and we embrace bad stuff in movies sometimes in a good way. I just think that miracle is it. It just works more. And I think that if you're watching that, you're, you're just going to have a good time kind of guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, any given Sunday. I mean, I love it. I love that it's gotten this far as kind of this scrappy underdog as a number 16 mm-hmm. seed, although we could probably make the argument that it deserved to be better than a 16 seed. But it almost like like we've talked about how over the top it is. And I don't know if you guys have ever played NFL Blitz, any like the video oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It's basically that as a movie where like every <laughs> yeah. hit is just this bone rattling hit and just guys just getting creamed and, you know, having to be stretched off the field and everything. Uh, it's just nuts. And Anyone who's listening to this and hasn't seen this movie, I highly recommend it. It's just a very fun, it's very entertaining. It has some flaws for sure, but you yeah. will be thoroughly entertained by any yeah. given Sunday. And um, what, what's great about it is it's, it's like two and a half hours long or more than that. And it doesn't. Pretty long, yeah. It's, it's long, but it doesn't really feel too long. Like no, it is, it but it's not as long as, say, Interstellar or something like that. It yeah, doesn't yeah. feel as, as long. Um, and as for Miracle, I mean, I just rewatched this again the other night, just a couple of nights ago. I didn't need to see it to know that it was better, that I liked it more than Secretariat or to know that I liked mm-hmm. it more than White Men Can't Jump, even though those are both very good movies. Um, so and what a time for me being a hockey fan and, you know, the hosts obviously have locked on Rangers. We know that hockey's coming back where you get this insane 2014 uh, playoff <laughs> tournament. And it, the timing was just perfect, man, to see, yeah. you know, the, the greatest moment in American sports history. Um, I don't know if, if you guys picked up on this at all. Uh, watching, you know, early in this movie, I kind of got some Moneyball vibes, like where, you know, her Brooks huh. says, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. And we're going to teach them this this different mm. style of hockey so that we can compete with yeah, Russia. You totally, yeah. oh, you did totally I, sniped did I my comment. <laughs> well, you can jump in, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, I, that was, that was something I had never picked on, picked up on either because I saw Miracle for the first time when I was a kid and it came out in theaters. And when you think about it, like, I think it would be, I think it'll be really cool if, you know, they're not going to get to, they're likely not going to match up in this, in this uh, bracket, but Miracle and Moneyball actually weirdly have a lot in common, yeah. which I don't think on the outside you would, uh, you would think, but go back, you go, and then I'll, uh, sure, I'll yeah, take um, third on this. But yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I love the iconic scene where, you know, he just makes them skate and skate and skate after the game. And he yeah. thinks oh, like, great. you you think you're going to win on talent alone. You're not good enough to win on talent alone. Again. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, he's, he's straight with his players all throughout the entire movie. You know, he says to them, even before they're about to play the Soviet Union, he doesn't BS them and try to make them think that they're, an overall more talented, better team than the Soviet Union. He just says, we're going to be better than them tonight. And that's all that matters. Tonight, mm-hmm. we are the greatest hockey team in the world. What a great thing to say to your team before they take the ice for a game like that. I'm getting excited just 
thinking about yeah. it. I'm excited for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, you know, I'm sure we have some baseball fans listening to this. You know, we've got, you know, locked on Red Sox, locked on Padres. Um, you know what? Everybody's out of excuses because hockey's going to be the first sport back. <laughs> it's going to be the only game in town. And all you baseball fans, you got to tune in to the hockey playoffs. All right. We're going to grow this sport come hell or high water, but I got to go miracle. <laughs> uh, it just, it's just, it never gets old. It's just a fantastic story. And it's an awesome movie. Kurt Russell is fantastic. I could go on and on, but I will toss it to Gabrielle. It's funny. John actually talks that way when uh, to us before we start recording. He's just like, exactly. All right, today we're recording it again. You're a little bit of a mix of Herb Brooks and Al Pacino sometimes when you talk. I... You're like, again, but you're but you're also kind of Al Pacino, just like screaming at everyone in every movie he's ever in anymore. I will take um, that as a fantastic compliment. Thank you very much. It was it was intended as a compliment, so I'm glad that you didn't think I was just like comparing you to two like loud old men. Two um, lunatic it was, coaches. It was, yeah. it was it was it was a comparison of greatness, not a comparison of like loud, ornery, like angry belligerency. Um, <laughs> so not Walter Matthau, so, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you are not bad news bears. Uh, so you guys both said miracle, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I also am going miracle. No disrespect to any given Sunday, but I mean, these movies are first of all incredibly different. Like you said, like mm-hmm. any given Sunday, the CSI Miami comparison is very accurate, as well as our previous comparison to this being like the the sports movie equivalent of The Hangover. There's just so much going on. It it almost doesn't work, but it does. Like it's still a really good movie. But you just can't compare to Miracle. I mean, I think Miracle could go all the way, depending on, like, I mean, maybe not against Rocky, but Miracle, like the team itself, has an unexpected edge. And it also made me think of, you know, the whole thing of, like, them saying, you know, we're not the best team and it's not enough to be talented. I was thinking about the 01 Mariners because they won 116 games in 2001, which is uh, like tied the major league record for wins that was set in 1906, but then they didn't win the world series. And even thinking about the world series this past year, the Astros, despite how good the nationals were, the Astros were still favored to win the world series and they didn't. And talent is not everything. It takes luck. It takes skill. It takes like strategy. Um, it's not enough to just be really talented. And I think that that, I think that that's like a huge part of why Miracle is such a special movie because it doesn't make it seem like, you know, they were the best team. It doesn't re it doesn't reframe history as like this team was just better than the Soviets. It's like, no, they were the true underdog. And even though they did have a lot of talent, it was more than talent. And that's a huge part of the reality of sports and a lot of other things. So much of like, of life is being smart, being creative and luck getting, you know, being lucky. Um, So miracle by a mile, in my opinion, just because I I don't think you can really compare these movies. Um, Any given Sunday is a great movie, but it's more of kind of a, it's very showy. Um, It's, it's more Mm. of a, it's kind of like going to see a, you know, a circus as opposed to miracle just being like, (laughs) It an is. incredible, you know, sideshow is not the word I'm looking for, um, but it's, you know, it's a very theatrical kind of, uh, 
it's like going to a Lady Gaga concert when she has like dancers around her dressed as animals pretending to eat her alive and then she's like covered in fake blood that's that's kind of yeah, what i think of for any given sunday as that's a miracle yeah that's excellent um, i like that very over the top yeah yeah it, it's just very theatrical it's very showy um which doesn't mean it's bad but it could have one of you said um good uh it's a good bad movie and i think mm-hmm. that's a very interesting thing that people don't talk about a lot is like there are good bad movies and there are bad good movies <laughs> true like million dollar baby is a bad good movie it is just not like no one wants like who wants to sit and watch million dollar baby that's why it was a first i disagree round i think it's fantastic but i think it's really sad <laughs> well, but it's like do you like do you enjoy like the flagellation like the self-flagellation of watching that movie um, somewhat. I thought it was different and I, I appreciated that it made me feel a certain way. Um, and I'm really happy that it exists. Although, you know. Right. But like, do you, do you just like sit down on a Sunday afternoon and be like, hey, guys, like the whole afternoon, do I just like want to watch Million Dollar Baby for fun? Like, no. No, I, but I, but a movie like that, baby, is what I might be hmm. looking for. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Miracle <laughs> with a Sweep. Not surprising. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code Locked On and get ten dollars off your first box at www.builtbar.com. All right, this next one, I think Gabrielle's got to lead this one off. We've got number six, Space Jam, mm-hmm. taking on number two, Major League. Uh, yeah, great matchup, Gabrielle. What do you got? I hate this for me. I love this for me, but I hate this for me. These are two of my favorite movies of all time. God, okay. Mm. I was folding my Space Jam shirt from the laundry this morning, which makes this all the more difficult. Um, I don't even have an answer. I'm going to have to talk my way through it like Karate Kid. Um, Right. (laughs) Which I know Javi's like still just never going to forgive me. He's like still mad. Um, How dare you stand where he stood. (laughs) 42. That's all I have to say. 42. (laughs) First round exit. Um, are we still going to be friends when all of this is over? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Final round's going to be a bloodbath. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Space Jam and Major League. Oh my god. I I love Space Jam so much. It is so funny. The cameos, like, or the the supporting actors being like Larry Bird and Bill Murray, and of course, just like so many NBA superstars. I love Space Jam so much. It's like the movie of my childhood. Um, I can watch it a million times and not get sick of it. I I just think it's so funny and good and like heartfelt. Major League. Actually, this is not difficult. I'm going Space Jam over Major League. <laughs> and oh, I, well. don't gonna, yeah. I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to win this one. 
I love major league, but the more that we've talked about it throughout the bracket, just all of the side stories that are in it, the subplots about um, the women and like Jake just stalking Rene Russo all the time. Like Space Jam is a movie that ages really well because it's just like a good movie that kids and adults both can enjoy. And I see that because I watched it as a kid and I watch it now as an adult. And like, unlike a movie like Fever, uh, not Fever Pitch, like Field of Dreams, where I loved it as a kid, but now that I'm an adult, I'm like, there's some seriously messed up shit in this movie. Major League, I'm like, this movie, like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that now I watch, I'm like, oh, I want to just fast forward through this. Whereas Space yeah. Jam, I objectively loved it as a kid. I objectively love it as an adult. And there isn't anything about it that ages, like, I don't think there's a single thing in it that ages badly because it's just like a pure fun movie about teamwork and trying something new and doing things you're not necessarily good at, but you do your best. And, um, and also just Michael Jordan being the freaking goat. So I honestly think, thought going into this, because I do love both of these movies, I thought this would be more difficult, but talking my way through it, it actually is Space Jam. And I honestly don't think it's even close. Mm. All right. Javi, you want to go next? Let me, I want to save myself for last. All right, all right. Javi's, Javi's saving himself for last so he can destroy me. <laughs> That's that might be what's happening right now. What if I vote? What if I vote for Space Jam? Oh, that's then a good point. Yeah. Then, then you get to. Oh, no, <laughs> but uh, spoiler: I, I I am not voting for Space Jam. It's closer than I thought it, it would be, though. <laughs> it is closer than I thought it would be. But I watched Major League the other day. Uh, it does show its age in some ways, and I, I Gabrielle, I totally get what you're saying about wanting to fast forward through certain scenes, the one where, um, you know, Jake is, you know, chasing his ex around. And, Multiple you know, there's other times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like three or four or five. I don't even know. I, I lost track. But, um. Well, he he follows her in the, in, the, in the bullpen car, and then he also shows up at her apartment while she's hosting a dinner party with so her weird. fiance. Yeah, and, like, well, just like, stays. He doesn't even leave. I, he, like, sits down and he stays and he makes all these antagonistic, like, passive-aggressive comments in front of like their guests and it's just a lot and also like the calling her across the restaurant all of these things are supposed to be like oh he's so romantic you know he he can't get, stay away from her it's like no this isn't romantic if a woman says no to you if, if she engaged. breaks up with you doesn't yeah. hear and you don't hear from her for years and she's engaged to someone else like maybe all of those things it's not even like maybe it's a sign it's like no she's hung us she's hung a do not disturb, do not pass go, do not collect 200 sign right. on her it's very forehead. clear. Yeah. Get the picture. Yeah. And um, Sorry, I do was, have questions. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. You kind of took the words right out of my mouth. But um, so I have questions about that scene where he shows up at her, you know, fiance's place. So he goes up the elevator, right? And I guess he assumes <laughs> she lives on whatever floor. But I think it's like floor seven or something, but then the elevator doors just open and you're just in that guy's like large, like whatever it is, you know, yeah, that's mass. It's like, it's supposed to be like a penthouse, I guess, because, right. or like very luxurious, but that's another kind of nitpick of like, he wouldn't to use a rewatchables term to to pick and pick and knits, as they say, he wouldn't, if you have a penthouse, like I, you have to have like a key to be able like they're like those are not you just push it and it yeah. enters into your apartment. It's like you need a key or like a key card to to you to even press that button or it won't take you up there. 
So it's yeah. weird that he is able to like, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I mean, would you want that if you're that guy? Like somebody comes up to the top floor and they're just in your, no, if like I'm anybody rich, could just come If in. I'm yeah. rich enough to live in yeah. an apartment that like has an elevator like that, I yeah. don't want that. I want more security. I want like right. a private elevator. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, yeah, and I mean, I don't know, like, Major League, like, don't get me wrong, it's really funny, and, and the thing that kind of tipped the scales for me, because I watched this again the other day, is the the game against the Yankees, like, it feels so epic, and the play that they win the game where he bunts after calling his shot, you've got, like, you know, that great villain, uh, the Duke, the closer for the Yankees, the thing I love is, like, that guy, I don't think he actually says a word in the movie, but Bob Uecker's announcing, and he's fantastic, too, in this movie, by the way, um, and he says, this guy threw at his own kid in the father-son game. And, like, so right away, like, without this pitcher even saying a word, you get the idea that, like, this guy is a complete a- and you want to see the Indians beat him, you know? Um, and, yeah, the the last play is just epic. Uh, and, you know, just a lot of great performances. I got to go with Major League, but it wasn't by as much as I thought it would be because, you know, the movie does show its age at times. Uh, one example How is... How dare you? <laughs> well, Javi's all... He's all teed up now, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he's te- he's teed up to destroy my hopes and dreams. But you like Major League. I mean, this was tough for you too, Gabrielle. This wasn't like Javi, you know, Karate Kid, way over Bad News Bears. I don't know. I don't know if this is on the same wavelength. All right. Is, is it my turn now? My turn? Yeah. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. You see, ladies and gentlemen, there are a few things, in my opinion, greater in, in life than when you are presented with the opportunity to exact revenge on those who wronged you. And you're going to say space jam. You're going to swerve. And here's the thing, you know, one of the things I do hate in life though, is when you have that opportunity to exact your revenge. Oh my God. Yet, (laughs) yet, yet, yet for some reason, the, the silly, this crevice, this little kernel inside you, says not to do it and it starts reasoning with you it's it's like if anyone's seen avatar the last airbender it's on netflix season three let's uh you know some things happen right it's like that moment i'm picking space jam here and here's why here's why holy hell wow here's my take oh my god i think major league gets to a point where it peaks major league is kind of got that screwball comedy thing going charlie sheen's hilarious and i wasn't quite expect him to be that funny because i grew up in the now and in the now i think for kids of my generation charlie seems a little bit more famous for the winning and the the crazy kind of antics right tiger blood yes tiger blood too yeah <laughs> and the however and like the, the prostitutes and which like to each their own but uh yeah <laughs> I, it does make me sad because 80s charlie sheen with like ferris bueller and this like i love him in ferris bueller mm-hmm. where he's just like where he's just like sitting there staring yeah. at Jennifer Grey and he's like drugs and she's like no thanks I'm straight and he's like no I mean are you in here for drugs and she's like no and then and then he says <laughs> something and she goes why don't you put your thumb up your butt and he just kind of looks at her and like he barely needs to say anything and he's still one of the best parts of Ferris Bueller yeah. just sitting there like glaring at her and then you come back to that scene, like you go to back to Ferris, but then you cut back to her and she's just making out with Charlie Sheen in the police station. <laughs> it's incredible stuff. It's incredible stuff. Sorry. I just sometimes. like, I love, no, I, I it's rewatchable a, it's a just point. in Ferris Bueller. So yeah, I yeah. To, like, I, I was like, oh my God, I forget how amazing Charlie Sheen was when he was young Charlie Sheen and not mm-hmm. like. Yeah. 
barring yeah, Charlie Sheen. Current Charlie Sheen. So really, while I really wanted to exact my revenge here, it was teed up. It really was. The pitch was coming in. I had the someone was banging the trash can for me. I knew what was happening. <laughs> I was set. But I think Major League gets to a point where it becomes a little bit more of the regular sports movie, and it just peaks for me. It, it reaches this plateau, and to me, the plateau of the movie, it, it goes down a bit. Not in a way that's an offense to it, by the way. I don't want to act like this is like a disaster, you know, but every now and then movies peak at a certain point, and I feel like it isn't it isn't anymore what I felt made it so interesting and unique and special in the first place. Space Jam, the big weakness is, well, you know, it's lead actor for the most part. He's Michael Jordan. He's not an actor, right? And when you watch it, you're like, eh, a little bit of this, right? Right? Okay, okay. You, you see it. You can tell just a little bit. Like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely not winning an player. Oscar for yeah, this. Right, right. <laughs> However, unlike a lot of kids' movies and other movies that feature athletes or just non-actors in movies, there is, I, I feel like there's no better replacement and to make up for that, make up for that shortcoming you know you might get from your lead actor than having zany, ridiculous personalities of the Looney Tunes. For great most point. of the movie, you kind of forget, oh, Michael Jordan is not a great actor because you have this animated rabbit next to him and you got Taz, you got all these guys that the chaotic energy of it kind of replaces the fact that Michael Jordan is not an actor. You know, this isn't like, say, when you watch Thunderstruck with Kevin Durant. That's very, very noticeable. You know what I mean? And it's not like the kid is an amazing actor in that movie either. That's just an example right off the top of my head. I feel like Space Jam is paced a little bit better. I think its conclusion is great. And it's got more memorable moments to me that are just a fixture of pop culture and pop culture vernacular and talk than Major League. So I'm going for Space Jam. Although I do admit, I wish I could have betrayed Gabrielle here. Well, you know, Javi, pal, I, first of all, I, I love this so much because you really, you waited until the last minute to, like, give us the twist. I, my boyfriend just walked into the room because I was freaking out. He's like, what? What's wrong? I was like, no, it's just a podcast thing. Like, it's not. No one died. It's fine. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you, that's how you do the show. That's how you do it. <laughs> that's how but, you do it. Yeah, I no, I I love it. Also, just shout out like the supporting cast: Danny DeVito, hilarious; Bill Murray, mm-hmm. hilarious; uh, Newman from Seinfeld, whose real name I'm blanking on, who is totally supposed to be. Side note: If you guys watch The Last Dance, like the Jerry Krause of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he's great in this. I, yeah, I literally saw yesterday on Twitter, um, the minor league or no on Instagram, the minor league baseball account had tweeted out a picture of a t- uh, someone on one of their teams with a water bottle that said Michael's Secret Stuff on it. Um, That's awesome. And I was like, oh, yes, Space Jam is everywhere. And also, side note, like, I am a total Michael Jordan over LeBron. Just, like, I, in mm. that, you know, never-ending oh, debate, like, I'm <laughs> picking Jordan, which, whatever. But I will say... Because I am not for the new Space Jam sequel with LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, wh- why? We don't need it. But that being said, LeBron was really funny in the Amy Schumer movie Trainwreck. Yep, yep. Um, and I and I will say that I think he will be a better like comedic actor mm-hmm. 
than Jordan because Jordan is literally just being Jordan like it's not even like he's trying to be I don't really think he's trying to be funny he's just being Michael Jordan which like he's kind he's of the great. straight the, man yeah right like the movie is great but you kind of rely like you guys said on the Looney Tunes and like Danny DeVito Bill Murray to and Newman to kind of they're the comedy and he's the straight man right. I think it will be different in Space Jam 2 with LeBron because LeBron is very funny and so that is the only reason that I will watch Space Jam 2 because on principle, I'm very opposed to sequels to really good movies because I'm just like, well, why mess with perfection? And Legally Blonde 2, despite mm -hmm. the fact that I've seen it like 30 times, is the perfect example of that where it's like Legally Blonde 2 is like not really a good movie. Legally Blonde, the original is incredible. I will watch Space Jam 2 just to see because I have a feeling that LeBron will be very funny in it if they mm -hmm. do a good job with it. If they ruin it, I will never forgive them because like we didn't really need a Space Jam 2 in the first place. But that's just my little aside. All right. So top-seeded Rocky taking on the number four seed, Brian Song. This is a good matchup. I, I guess I can kick this one off. It might be my turn, but... uh. Yeah, so one of the things I love about this movie is, you know, you have Mickey, who's there with Rocky. He's there with him for the first three movies, or two and a half, I suppose. But uh, it does a great job kind of establishing their relationship. And, you know, the, I love the first time we see Rocky and Mickey interact. Ro they're in the gym, and Mickey's training a different boxer. And Rocky walks up to him, and he just goes, hey, Mick. And uh, Mickey just goes, shut up. So you get the feeling like there, <laughs> there's some friction there. He's he's kind of this old grump, but he does care about Rocky. And then... um. Later in the movie, you know, this is after uh, Mickey has called out Rocky for maybe not working as hard at boxing as he could, maybe not being as great as he could be. And then, uh, you know, Rocky gets to fight with Apollo. Mickey finds out about it. So he kind of, you know, tries to glom onto that a little bit, I think. And Rocky's upset with Mickey because he tells Mickey, you know, you haven't mm -hmm. been there when you when I've really needed you at times. And, you know, Mickey leaves. He's kind of dejected. But after Rocky does this, after he kind of, you know, chews him out for that. Uh, there's a great scene where the, the shot is from kind of like down the street and Mickey's already kind of walked a block in the other direction. And Rocky comes out of his house. He jogs after him and you, you, we can't even hear as you know, the audience, we can't hear what they're saying, but you just see Rocky put his arm around him. And then I think they shake hands and it's just like, so even though Rocky, you know, there, there's some friction between the two of them, like he couldn't turn him away. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I think that was important in establishing that Rocky, you know, he's, he's kind of a loser. He's kind of a brute, but he's got a heart of gold when you really break it down. Um, and I love, you know, you know, Rocky's first courting Adrian in the pet store. And he makes a bunch of like really dumb jokes. And Adrian doesn't really say much, but you get the feeling watching it. It's just because she's shy. It's not because she's rejecting him. It's not a major league situation where Jake Taylor is chasing his ex for, you know, half the movie and, and clearly being rejected. And I want to ask you guys about this because there is one scene that has not aged well where Rocky and Adrian are in Rocky's house and she's kind of looking to leave and he like keeps her from opening the door. I mean, did you guys notice that? Mm. Did, did that kind of make a her... little bit, a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, and Brian's song, you know, it's fantastic. It's a movie that I ended up liking uh, a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and, you know, a lot of the beauty in Brian's song, as we've discussed, is in its simplicity. But I can't go against Rocky. It's, you know, the underdog story before the underdog story was done to death. So give me Rocky. Moving on to the Elite Eight for me. Um, Look, as mean as I want to be, not mean, but as like, <laughs> like as much as I love delivering some takes every now and then, I think that 
It's funny because you guys should actually look up. Um, I don't know if I already talked about this when we talked about Rocky before, but there's some really interesting like tidbits about Sly Stallone writing this movie. And apparently he wrote the original draft in like three days. And original the original draft had Mickey was going to be a more like uh, just bitter old racist is how Sly wrote yeah. it. And he was going to have the end of the movie actually be about him forfeiting the fight and saying he doesn't want to box anymore. Like a lot darker. I saw that too, yeah. Getting. Um, but I think what makes Rocky uh, stand out is definitely the directing, the original movie over the the sequels. Um, and I recommend you guys look up some pieces by like guys like Matt Singer for for Film Crush, people like that. Uh, just really diving deep. There's Twitter threads into this is a movie that while people um, talk about it as being you know the definitive underdog story, and it, it yes, it, there are some things. It's it's old. It's it's slow to some degrees, and really in a lot of ways, it's 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 a lot of a romance movie, almost more so than a sports movie. Um, but there's just a lot about the, the, every now and then you just got to give credit for the first. Um, I don't yeah. like doing that all the time. Um, some people do, they'll do it with star Wars. They'll do it with toy story. They'll do it with whatever, right? You, you, the first one's the best. Well, it's, it's somewhat deserved. And I think that this movie, while I agree, it's when I think about which sports movies I just want to watch, I, and I, there are other wacky movies I might want to watch more. I'm going to probably want to watch Creed more, you know, if I yeah. just have a decision between the two. But there's something about the timelessness of Rocky. And I've talked about, I think I, in my passionate, passionate defense of Rocky 2 in the last episode, I mentioned a lot about how, you know, growing older and growing up more, it's funny how I tend to um, side more with the kind of cheesy uh, feel-good stories these days, which is odd considering that you know more about the world then, you know, but I, I actually find that I like the escape and I like having hope and being optimistic. And Rocky is more, uh, um, aside from just being an underdog story, it's a class story. It's a, it's a, a class fight of the, the, the Apollo Creed versus Rocky Balboa. And I think the movie works, and it's a lot smarter than people might realize. It's got a lot more detailed scenes. It's got a lot more symbolism in it than people might realize, I think, um, from just this movie about a boxer and how how easy it might be for uh, people of my generation to be like, oh, please, get, miss me with the Rocky nonsense, right? But I'm going to vote for Rocky in this to, to cut off my uh, kind of a little, you know, analysis a little bit short before I get too carried away. Brian's song, I wanted that to make the Elite Eight. I think in another if it gets a better matchup, if it's going up against someone we're going to talk about later in Caddyshack, I would have voted for it. But Brian's song, I love the simplicity of it but I don't know if there's anything that's um, necessarily as not unique unique isn't the right word, but as much of a staple and building block for other movies as I feel Rocky is. So I'm going for Rocky. All right. So I think, are we all agreeing that Rocky's going to sweep this shit? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Javi's uh, like, she's going to go Brian's song just to not let Rocky sweep because she wants to be a brat. No, yeah. it was just funny. Um, how you're like, you're like, okay, you do, we got to put that as part of my like drinking game that I'm coming up with this where it's a pause and Gabrielle's the last one that she goes, okay. Well, no, because sometimes I don't <laughs> Sometimes you guys aren't like. Sometimes I know it's not no, my know. turn yet because I don't want to interrupt. And then like, so I wait for John to be like Gabrielle. What do you want to say? Just funny. Um, so I I just was like I don't know. Um, I'm also going Rocky. No disrespect to Brian's song. It hurts me that we're uh, kicking it out, but that's the way the cookie's crumbling in a bracket. Um, and plus it could be worse. You could be Hoosiers. Um, 
Because our oh, prerequisite everybody is drink. Like just, everybody <laughs> drink. Drink. Our prerequisite is like we just have to say one mean thing about Hoosiers every episode. Um, Rocky is so significant in so many ways. Like for one thing, it is, I would argue, like what it has done for sports movies, um, just in general, it has spawned so many more movies. Like it, it, just like the ripple effect that Rocky had, I think that can't be understated. And you see that, like this movie wasn't expected to be, you know, very much. You know what I mean? Like I looked at the Wikipedia page. It was a budget of just over a million dollars. It earned 225 million in global box office, highest grossing film of 1976, 10 Academy Award nominations, and it won three, Mm -hmm. including Best Picture, preserved by the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Mm -hmm. And it has seven sequels. Like, (laughs) not only does it have one sequel, it has seven seven sequels over... 30 plus yeah. years. Like this movie came out in 1976 and you still have sequels being made in 2018. And they're not done. I guarantee you. And they're, they're not, not even bad sequels. Yeah. Like they're good. Yeah. Except for maybe like, five. It's People just like, it's five. not just, it's not just about Rocky itself. It's about mm. everything that came because of Rocky. Like Rocky yeah. is the stone that was thrown into the lake and the ripple effect is still going. And yeah. like, that and I think that that speaks to just how excellent Rocky is. And yes, like sometimes there are other Rocky movies where I'm like, oh, I'd rather watch like Rocky Two or you know whatever. Um, but like Rocky itself, like everything that has come from Rocky, like for example, the boxing gym that I went to in LA had a giant mural of Rocky on it, and Eye of the Tiger, like everyone thinks of like the Rocky movies and just like there's literally just so much that comes from these movies even like um the that like adam sandler and jennifer aniston movie just go with it the guy's name is dolph lundgren and she's like you mean like like he he has to make up a name for himself on the spot so he says i'm dolph lundgren and she goes you mean like that dolph lundgren and he goes no 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 no. i'm a different dolph lundgren and (laughs) like they're just like rocky is referenced in so many places it created so many things. It spawned so many sequels. Um, Carl Weathers in Arrested Development, like the little, like, like the way that he is in Arrested Development is just so funny because of the way that he is as Apollo Creed. Like there is just so much that comes from this movie and that speaks to the excellence of this movie because if this movie isn't good and this movie doesn't play out like in world history the way that it does, you don't have any of that. And that's crazy to think about. Like the 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 magnitude of this movie, it's like a seven on the Richter scale of like earthquake movies, basically. For me, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like thinking of like talking about it out loud, you're like, damn, this movie is significant as hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just and that matters. Yeah, that matters as yeah. much as you know. And look, I, I, as someone who's part of the film Twitter sphere and all that type of stuff, I hate. The fact that, you know, if something, no, guess what? Something, sometimes it matters if things resonate with a lot of people, you know, sometimes that does matter. And while, like I said, it would be kind of the sexy hipster pick to pick Brian's song to upset Rocky and you get the, the people being like, whoa, no way and stuff. But guess what? There's something to be, like you said, a million dollars to 225. That's insane. That means like this was the thing, you know, and 
people who that's it's minor just, leaguers and so that's like minor leaguers and MLB owners money mm-hmm. differences. It's, right it's funny because like, oh my god. It's funny because Brian's song in this situation is like the the Rocky, while Rocky is the Apollo Creed almost in this matchup. Ugh. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny too because like some other movies, like obviously we've picked Hoosiers apart and Field of Dreams is another one where at some point there will be like kind of a backlash to a movie. It never happens with Rocky. Like I've never no. heard anyone try to Mm-mm. make the case where like, oh, Rocky's not really that good. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you're mm-hmm. just going to sound like a fool if you try to argue that it's not. Mm-hmm. My prediction is like Miracle and and Rocky are going to go in the final four mm. and it's going to freaking suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever I'm gonna it is. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate tough. it so much. It's going to be, I'm going to be miserable. Um, But that's my prediction is those two final four, because like just looking at what we, what we're talking about right now, um, like Miracle versus Space Jam is going to be going to hurt my heart. And uh, we haven't, figured out the uh the bottom yet but i i mean i said i think i said it a few a few episodes ago i was like i feel like rocky's gonna be in the finals or at least the final four i mean how could it not be it's rocky yeah it'd be hard not to yeah i think that's the easiest bracket of the four there too not easy but you know what i mean um, i also Mm -hmm. did the uh i have you guys ever done the like run up the steps in philly thing i have not if i had ever been there i definitely would have yeah <laughs> first of all, first of all, you go there and like everyone's doing it. Like that's like it's yeah. like a thing that you do in Philly yeah, is like, you run the steps. Yeah, you got it. Um, and I did it, and then I almost threw up. It was like I, <laughs> and I, I'm like a fit person. I work out every single day, but good lord! And also, when teams like when MLB teams go to Philly, like the Red Sox, I think either last year or two years ago, they did it a bunch of them, and I was like. If any one of you, if like any one of my baseball players gets hurt doing the rocky stair run, we are <laughs> going to be having words. I was like, this is the kind of thing where like Xander Bogarts is going to sprain his ankle and miss six weeks of the season and I'm going to kill somebody. Like, it's so intense. Like, I can't believe, you know, baseball players have these, um, this clause built into their contracts of like, you can't do stupid stuff because you'll get injured and like, Um, there was an MLB player in the sixties, actually on the Red Sox who, uh, Jim Lonborg, he was one of the best pitchers for the Red Sox. And he, during the 1968 off season went skiing and like tore his Achilles and had to have surgery and like missed a ton of the season and like admitted publicly that he was never the same when he came back. And after that happened, team owners put in clauses in their contracts, Jim Lonborg clauses into their contracts being like, you're not allowed to do stupid stuff that could cause you to get injured because yeah. let's face it. There are already players. Like I did a whole series on this for girl at the game, like the weirdest ways that MLB players have ever been injured, including like mm. Nolan Ryan once stuck his hand into a pen of live coyotes and got bit. And you're just <clears> like, well, why? Like that's so freaking dumb. Yeah. Baseball players have the weirdest injuries. I think they like, oh, really like, do. Yeah. Like this one guy, he was deathly afraid of spiders. He had a nightmare about spiders, fell out of bed onto a glass coffee table and like missed a bunch of games because his back was full of pieces of broken glass. And another guy tripped on the door, like the door jam when they were folding laundry uh, and missed a bunch of games, like missed a bunch of games. Like the, the injuries are so weird, but like running up the steps to do like the Rocky run in Philly seems like one of those things that goes against like the clause in your own contract about like not doing something that could kill you. Uh, <laughs> Cause it's an, it, like, 
it is intense as hell. And that is my little weird uh, off topic rant. But um, yeah, so <laughs> it's it's yeah, I mean, as a not fit person, I would definitely not be able to do it. Um, although back in the day, I am deceptively more fit back in the day in my prime. I was deceptively more fit than I looked. I remember that. I was proud of that. I was like, I like never really worked out all that much, but a little bit better than people would have thought. Anyway, uh, I'm ready it, it might actually be right up my alley because I'm fast, but only for short distances, which is why I think hmm. baseball was a good sport for me. So maybe hmm. I can make that work, but I don't know. I guess I'll, I won't well, know until if you I try do. It. If you do end up in I'll Philly and you go, you, yeah. well, not only that, but you'll see like literally a thousand people yeah. do. Like people go there and they just like you see all these people varying like. It honestly almost kind of it ties very much back into Rocky itself of like, you'll see all kinds of people doing this Rocky run, mm-hmm. the yeah. stair run, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people of all different like races, ages, heights, weights, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a very inspiring and very Rocky thing that it spawns that because you'll see like a tiny little kid doing it and they don't even know what they're really doing, but their parents like right. brought them mm-hmm. there and are like, let's run up the stairs. And then you'll see like, a 65 year old man who weighs 300 pounds, like trying to do the Rocky run. And it like, it shows you just how inspiring the movie is that people come and they want to try it too, because it like Rocky is the movie. It makes you believe that you can do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess my rant kind of came full circle there and that makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've got number 11, bad news bears taking on number two, Caddyshack. Uh, I, I feel like Javi should do this one first because I know, yeah. I know in his mind uh-huh. it should be justice. Justice for Javi. Javi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll let um, this one off. Javi's like I'm cracking s- his knuckles. He's like, he's like, <laughs> it should be Karate Kid. It should be. It, there's no doubt. And if it was, I would be voting for Karate Kid again. But <laughs> oh I, my god, okay. I actually don't know uh, how to feel about this one because I liked Bad News Bears and. I didn't love it. It felt like just a, I'm just going to choose Sandlot every time, for example, but I did like it. Uh, it was very enjoyable. Um, haven't seen the new one. I don't know. Uh, Sean Woodley, who's like kind of our, our guy, uh, over here at Locked On, he was just with me and Gabrielle. He tried to, to, he tried to, I don't, I don't know how to put this. He betrayed me too, basically, is how I'm going to put it. Just trying to say that, that Gabrielle should hold her position and all this stuff. And it was, it was just nuts. He said that even the remake, he would take over Karate Kid. That was just an absurd aside. John, feel like Javi's like, cut, Javi's like Ryan on the office, like keeping a list of. He's like Michael Jordan with like his like. <laughs> I'm list like Arya Stark. Like, <laughs> like, I'm Arya like, Stark keeping a list in my God. pocket right now of anyone who's wronged me. Um, too bad that didn't end well either. Shout out Game of Thrones. Um, so this is tough because on one hand. I actually think I enjoyed watching Bad News Bears, the original, a little bit more than Caddyshack. But I just respect the heck out of Caddyshack and the the stupidness of it that it's one of those movies I kind of want to watch with other people to get, gauge their reaction. And I can kind of understand if somebody watches Caddyshack and they're like, all right, whatever. But And I think that most people, if they watch Bad News Bears, they're like, okay, I, I kind of get where this is going. Um. This is tough. Very tough. I can't believe – I know that sounds crazy, but this is actually tougher for me uh, of a of a matchup to solve here. I'm going to go with – oh, man. Dang it. I, I want to just execute <laughs> these bears. I really do. Like that's – I kind of want that to be my only reasoning, just to, to, to vanquish it. Just because. Um, just, just kick yeah. it out of here. I have to admit, I don't have as super hard of a take on either of these movies. 
I'm going to go with Bad News Bears, though. I'm going to okay. go with Bad News Bears because I just think it, it, it's a little bit more enjoyable. Like, I like Caddyshack, but I feel like I overstated how much I liked Caddyshack on the first two episodes. I do think it's good, but it wasn't laugh out loud funny as much as I wanted it to. Um, right. I do appreciate the gopher and Bill Murray. Though. That, that, for me, is my favorite part of the movie. And it feels very um, – almost like – uh, it reminds me a little bit of the vibe of what's it called? What's that one movie? Fast Times at Ridgemont for some reason. Um, and I don't love Fast Times oh, at Ridgemont High either, which yeah. is funny. Like that's one of my takes despite loving high school movies of all sort. I actually didn't love Fast Times all that much, but maybe I just need to see it again. Maybe Caddyshack is another one. Maybe I have to see it again. Um, all right. You know what? Screw it. I changed my mind again. I'm going Caddyshack. Oh I changed my mind again. Oh my God. Wait, <laughs> I, I just have to point out. <laughs> That Javi just pulled a me in retaliation <laughs> to the same section of the bracket in which I pulled a me. The difference was that karate kid should have won. It. <laughs> and then like, I did it. I just, yeah. I Is just, it fitting? Is it not fitting? <laughs> of a way to put block. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I think I know. I think I know the outcome of this one. I think I know which way Gabrielle is going to go. So. I'm going to toss out a vote for Bad News Bears, and I did not think coming into this bracket that, you know, I was going to go to bat for Bad News Bears. Like, I have no pun intended there. But, um, yeah, I, I watched it again recently. I loved it as a kid. I watched it again recently. I still love this movie. Uh, another scene I wanted to call the attention to, I don't want to talk too much about Bad News Bears because I went on for a long time about it the last time when I was trying to get both you guys, you know, on my side. Yeah. But, uh the the scene that's sure great did. is in the in the championship game um when you know uh Walter Matthau puts in all of his not so good players and Timmy Lupus the worst player uh like in the league he goes back and like robs a home run and makes that catch that was awesome like that's such a a cute scene right there you're so happy for the kid his teammates despite being you know the these like out of control kids they're so happy for him. And that's another thing, too. Like, if you catch a fly ball in Little League, like, it's an impressive play. Like, a, mm -hmm. a play that would just be a routine play in any other uh, level of baseball. But, you know, that's a great scene. And I just really enjoyed the movie. And Caddyshack, like, I do like it. I think other people like it more than I do. And, you know, with, with the gopher, like, I must be the only person <laughs> that I I don't love the gopher. Like, I'd rather I'd rather see Bill Murray interacting with Rodney Dangerfield or interacting mm -hmm. with Chevy Chase more than one time in the entire movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, there's that scene where, like, you know, he's chasing the gopher around the whole movie, and then I don't even remember what was happening because this movie's all over the place, like, in a fun way. But mm -hmm. it goes it goes back to Bill Murray. He's in his shack, and he's making explosives. And I just said out loud, I just go, oh, this freaking gopher. Like, we're, we're doing more of this. <laughs> like, go talk to Rodney Dangerfield. That's what I want to see. But, um, yeah, I mean, I got, I got to go with Bad News Bears, but I'll leave it up for uh, Gabrielle to break the tie here. Okay. Drink. Drink. <laughs> I know. I. It's like when I have someone on Girl at the Game, I say for sure every time like they stop talking and I'm responding. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I edit a lot of it out. Just, I edit a lot of those out because I'm like, I can't say for sure 35 times in the same episode. <laughs> uh, it's just not working. Yeah. But... <sighs> Bad News Bears is not one of those movies I grew up watching as a kid. Like, I, I, it's... It, it just isn't, you know, you have those, like, movie like, Space Jam is a movie I watched a lot as a kid. Bad News Bears isn't. Um, and so, while I like Bad News Bears, I'm going Caddyshack just because I think it's, like, 
I respect so much that this movie is a total clusterfuck that shouldn't work at all, but it totally does. And it's very rare that that happens because most of the time, if you make a movie where like you think on the outset, oh, this shouldn't work, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and any given Sunday toes that line too of like there's so yeah. much going on. And any given Sunday works, but it also doesn't work. Caddyshack shouldn't work, but it does work. And I actually like just tweeted because I was thinking, I was thinking about this. I said, what's your favorite part of Caddyshack and why is it Bill Murray and the gopher? And I included the little gif of the gopher doing his little dance because I think it's so damn cute. And I just like, I just love, I, I mean, I'll be honest. The first time I watched Caddyshack, I was like, this is, this is what this movie, like, this is the hype. Like I, I was probably yeah. like, you know in, yeah. in high school like early high school maybe um i actually think it was when i had the swine flu and i had to stay home for like two weeks and i watched like a thousand movies i watched like to the point including one day where i was so delirious i watched indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark three times through and didn't realize that i hadn't watched it more than once like i just thought the movie was really long but i had actually just kept watching it um what the heck? yeah <laughs> that's an incredible tale <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's awesome <laughs> yeah it worked out really well though because you know what at my summer camp that summer everyone else got swine flu and had to keep going home and i'd already gotten sick so i i just was fine mm. um but the first time i saw caddyshack i just like didn't i was i just was like i don't get it like i i kept waiting for there to be like a story arc and there just wasn't one really um but then the the next time i watched it I was like, oh, crap, this is amazing. Like, this is hilarious. And the same thing happened to me with Wet Hot American Summer. It's a distinct kind of movie where there's a lot going on. And sometimes it kind of all gels. Sorry, the hiccups. It all gels together. And... <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> sometimes it all gels together and sometimes it doesn't. And Caddyshack is the rare movie where it does. And it just has so many great, like, iconic characters like Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, um Chevy Chase, um who side note, I've been rewatching Community and it is crazy that he just I feel yeah. like <clears throat> he just I feel there. like I said this earlier in the bracket but um just appalling that he's allowed that they let him talk like that in the late 2000s. Um but Caddyshack is just iconic. Um, and if you haven't watched it recently, you should watch it again and give it another chance. Cause I feel like a lot of people, it, it's better the second time around. Yeah. Like you, you need yeah. to, you need to watch it more than once to let it sink in the same way. Like parks and recreation is better after the first season. All right. I so of, I think a lot of stuff is like that. So uh, did Caddyshack sweep? No, it didn't. John, no, John just I, lost again. Uh, it's a bummer. <laughs> I'm, I'm on a rough day here. This is, this is tough. You guys are killing me. Um, it's funny because like Gabrielle had, had 42 and that was like the heartbreaking moment. And, you know, Javier had karate kid and that was his heartbreaking moment. You guys are just like, just little jabs the whole way through. No knockout punches, just a bunch of little jabs here. Yeah. All right. So we've got a really difficult matchup here. I don't know which way anyone is leaning on this, including myself, but we've got number nine Moneyball taking on number four, Jerry Maguire. Who dares to go first for this one? I dare. There you go. All right. So, <laughs> your majesty, if I may. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so here's the thing. We made an executive decision when we started this. You know? There, there was an idea to, to bring together a group of remarkable people. 
so they could fight the battles we never could. And we decided to put in Jerry Maguire as our one of our uh, executive citizens uh, champions to put in there, replacing Tin Cup, a movie that should have been a maybe a 14, 16 seed, right? And instead it was a four. So we decided, screw it, we're putting in Jerry Maguire. Yep. It's funny that here we are now in the Sweet 16. I rewatched Jerry Maguire the other day. Loved it. Had a lot of fun. I do admit, however, drags on a tight bit. Not not drags on, but there are there's a slow point. And for me, the slow point is the first time Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger go on a date. To me, to me, it doesn't quite land. Now, this isn't Tom Cruise and whatever her face is in Top Gun levels of uh, clearly no chemistry on screen. But there was just a little bit like it was it was 60 percent there. I didn't quite feel it. Right. But every scene involving him and Cuba Gooding Jr., every scene involving just Cruz, every scene involving just Cuba Gooding Jr. really ages like a fine wine. However, I do I do think that there are some slow points to the movie, some parts that do leave me a little bit, okay, we're at this part. I can't wait until they get to that part, but eh, we're at this part. Moneyball, however, I feel like does not have those moments. Every single scene in Moneyball, for the most part, excluding a few – I'm just watching Brad Pitt perform his masterpiece. This to me, I don't know if this is my favorite Brad Pitt movie. It's very, very, very close between this, Ocean's Eleven, and um, Fight Club maybe. And honestly, I don't know. Once Upon a Time, uh, that might be my favorite Brad Pitt. Anyway, that's another thing. Anyway, I just think that Moneyball, it's written so well. And I just love the way it balances a story about how these guys are trying to look at numbers only, but it's also still about the human side of sports. The fact that those two narrative elements are in there at the same time and coexist in a way that doesn't feel like it, the movie necessarily takes a stance on – it does say that we need to start looking at data and numbers a little bit more, and that's the strategy, right? But it doesn't take this, well, screw uh, scouts. Screw that scout that's in the movie, right? Screw that one guy that he gets into a fight with. But it's not this – overwhelming thing of all you people that were trying to say um, all these different things because um, about baseball and how you shouldn't worry about mingling with the players and all these things. It's not saying that you shouldn't do that. It's saying that there are more elements at hand. And the Jeremy Giambi thing is a good example, right? So yeah. for me, it's just the, the the despite the distance between those two things, the bureaucratic and the human element to things, the fact that they coexist in this movie, excellent tour de force uh, performance by Brad Pitt, carries the not not carries the acting department but he is the anchor he is the one that really brings it home one of the first times we see jonah hill in a not serious role and he's pretty good in it too um and philip seymour hoffman i just think that moneyball is a little bit more complete than jerry Maguire, despite how much i love it if it was a different scenario if it was a different part of the bracket i can see that it goes farther but i'm going moneyball on this one all right gabrielle yeah, you know what, as we were sitting here, as I was sitting here thinking about it and listening to Javi talk about it, I also, surprisingly, am going Moneyball. Whoa! I, love, I know. Um, and we we were saying for a while, like, we thought Jerry Maguire, like, we joked, you know, it would go yeah. all the way to the final round just because, like, we replaced Tin Cup with Jerry Maguire. And <laughs> then it's just, like, how funny would it be if it goes all the way to the, to the championship? But... Moneyball is just a different level of sports movie. Uh, it's probably my, it's, I think it's my favorite Brad Pitt role as well. 
Um, though also I did love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think not to be like a super, super girl right now, but <laughs> one of his sexiest roles in a weird, dark, <laughs> dark Tarantino way. Um, just like, damn. Um, but I don't know. I, I love Jerry Maguire in its entirety, but like you said, there are certain points where it kind of lags and I'm like, all right, like, let's like get the show on the road, like get it moving. Um, his relationship with Renee Zellweger, while ultimately very sweet at the end, mm -hmm. there are parts of it that frustrate me because it's just like, he is kind of closed off and, uh, you know, like, he needs to be more for her and she so desperately needs him to be more than what he is. And it's like, it, it's hard to watch. Um, cause you're like, why aren't you just like figure it out? You know, which obviously like that's real life is like, not everything is perfect and romantic fairy tale, but it's just like, it's, it's hard to watch, especially when there's like a cute little kid involved. And, um, in Moneyball, it's just a really excellently done movie. It's unique. The fact that it's a true story, despite, you know, some, uh, some very like big, uh, absences like the fact that they had they actually they has actually had like the al mvp that year um but i don't know i just moneyball when i watched it i was just totally blown away and i'm still blown away every time i see it it's just such an interesting look at baseball in a very transformational turning point in the league's um existence and um yeah I don't know. It's just so, it's so interesting to watch a team get creative like that and to see like what people can do when they think outside the box. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's just yeah. a really phenomenal movie and Brad Pitt is so good. At, like, I can't believe he didn't win best actor for that. Like, good Lord. That's another yeah, no, one of our, one of our recurring themes is like the Oscars are garbage. Um, it's just like, drink, how drink. many of these movies are we like this, this, like such a, like, did he even get nominated? I don't think he did. Who? Brad Pitt. No, he was nominated. He, oh, better, he was, he just, he lost to the, uh, to the, the artist guy. Yeah. The artist guy who like, well, have we heard from him <laughs> no. again? Like, no, no, um, thank you. So proving my point. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's going to be a sweep because I'm also going for Moneyball here. I mean, it's close. Damn. Um, this is the reverse th Hoosiers right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? Um, there's just something about Moneyball. It, it just kind of pulls you in. I can't really put my finger on it. But when you're watching that movie, I mean, you really don't want to do anything else. It's just like a tractor beam, you know. But I like how, you know, obviously it, it's very numbers based. You know, they're using all these advanced metrics and all those things to, to pick, pick out undervalued players and put a team together. But I do like, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode, that, you know, it doesn't just completely discard, uh, you know, old school baseball philosophies. It's not like he's telling these scouts, you all suck, you're all terrible. He's just introducing a new idea. And I think in today's baseball in 2020, uh, you know, there's still room for old school baseball philosophies that were true 100 years ago. And there's room for new school stuff, too. Things like, you know, uh, valuing on base percentage and things like the shift. Um, so I just kind of like, you know, how this movie kind of just, you know, meshes those two worlds together, the old school philosophies and some of the new school stuff. So I just really enjoy that as a baseball guy. Uh, Brad Pitt is phenomenal in the movie. Jerry Maguire, uh, great movie. Don't get me wrong. This is a really tough matchup, despite the fact that Moneyball is sweeping here. It feels like 
and it's just a nitpick, but you know, at this point, these are all great movies. We have to pick nicks to uh, decide, you know, which movie moves on and which one loses. But like, it feels like Tom Cruise in that movie goes a little too crazy, a little too fast. Like he gets drunk and he's just completely off the walls, and he's mm. like, "Oh, I'm I'm completely ruined." And it's like, dude, like you've been a sports agent for a pretty long time. Like you must be doing all right. You're not like completely down and out, right? Did anyone else think that? I don't, maybe it's just me. No, I feel that. I feel that. I am coated with failure. Yeah, he's just completely out. nuts right away. Yeah, <laughs> which is entertaining, but like, it's like, all right, calm down, man. I, it's a minor. Personally, setback. I love it. Personally, I love it because uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where I heard this point. Might have been on the rewatchables that uh, Tom Cruise drunk scenes were oh, not. Oh yes, it was on the rewatchables. Rewatchables, okay. We're not convinced he's, you he's never drunk been drunk, drunk in his entire life. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he does the well. You know, he's always got glasses on, like all that thing. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, sweep for Moneyball. Uh, we can move on to, we've got number three, Bull Durham, taking on number two, The Sandlot. A couple of baseball movies. Who wants to jump on this one? I'll take it. All right. All right. Sandlot. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> What the heck is in, like, I only said one word and I, I didn't explain it at all? Or what the heck is in, like, you're voting Bull Durham? <laughs> I think uh, I think the former, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just, just the way you just came right out of the gate. Just came so, yeah, I, don't, I know, I don't usually do that. I kind of bury the lead. I, am, I have said this before. I am not a huge Bull Durham fan. I acknowledge that it's a really good movie, but it's just not one of those movies that I want to watch like a million times. It's not something I sit down. And I'm like, you know what I haven't watched in a really long time? I need to watch Bull Durham, which isn't to say that it's not good and that like it's one of it's Costner's, you know, quintessential uh, 80s and 90s Costner baseball movies. Like he just he's such a great like baseball movie guy. Um Susan Sarandon's great, like, her former boyfriend, whose name I'm blanking on, um, Tim Robbins, is great. Like, it's a really good movie. It's just not one of those movies for me. The Sandlot, however, is a movie I can watch a million times. It gives me all the feels on the on the upper layer. It's, you know, on the top layer, it's just a sweet, funny movie. When you get like deep into it, we've talked about this before. Like it makes you think about the passage of time days, like, you know, days, summer days gone by playing with your childhood friends, uh, like the magic of being a kid and just like doing whatever you want and realizing, like realizing that those days are gone. Um, it just like, it's the Sandlot is a really special movie and you don't have a lot of movies like it. And so for me, Sandlot, all right. Um, yeah, I got to go Sandlot, too. I mean, Bull Durham, it, it's funny because it's a three seed, so you wouldn't really think of it as a Cinderella. It's kind of been a Cinderella movie in this tournament because it barely got by 42. We, we know how mm. Gabrielle feels about that one. Uh, <gasps> it, it barely got by Rocky three, but for me, it's not getting by the Sandlot. The Sandlot's just too good. And, and the Sandlot is a movie. It's one of the few that's still alive in this bracket that I still have not rewatched. A, because I saw it a million times as a kid, and B, I just love it so much, I'm still not at the point where I feel like I need to watch it again. Now, when it takes on Moneyball, I am going to have to watch it again, because yeah, Moneyball's same. a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, The Sandlot, I mean, what is what, what else is there to say? It's just an all-time classic, and, you know, a movie that's about friendship just as much as it's about baseball. And, you know, as this tournament goes on, I'm kind of, another factor that I'm considering here 
is like universal appeal for a lot of these movies. Mm. Like, you know, we see that with Space Jam because, you know, a kid can love that movie and an adult can love that movie. If you, with the Sandlot, you can be five or 105. I don't see why you would just like that movie. It's fantastic. Uh, being a baseball fan certainly helps, but you don't need to be a baseball fan to love the Sandlot. And I'll keep it short and sweet. This one's really not close for me. Sandlot advances easy. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and keep mine as short and sweet as possible. I'm going with Bull. No, I'm kidding. I'm going <laughs> with the Sandlot. Just to tell a quick story. First, really quickly, Bull Durham. Shout out to Sully. Great podcast it is. Me and Gabrielle have both been on that before. Really great. Go listen to that. Um, Bull Durham, very smart. Despite the subject matter, does not have many scenes where you're like, Ooh, this is one of those movies that definitely, given Susan Sarandon's character, you can you can imagine that if this was directed by somebody else and written by somebody else, that this comes out really poorly, right? But it actually doesn't, which is what I appreciate so much about it. Sandlot, one funny story. I used to years uh, a few years ago, one of my traditions, every single year that the um, it was the last day of school, I would always get a pint of Jer- Jerry uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and I would get home. And I'd watch the Sandlot and scoff, scrunch, whatever the word is, just eat that whole thing right then and there. It was one of the traditions scarf? I used to have. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, scarf. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, that was just one little thing I used to do. Um, I love the Sandlot. And I actually want to save some of my thoughts for a later episode to, you know, do my little Javier film boy thing that I feel like I've been doing lately on this podcast and just kind of dig deep into uh, what I love so much about that movie. So Sandlot is my winner as well. All right. Okay. So, wow. Clean sweep. How about that? Damn. Zoom. Number eight Creed against number four League of Their Own. This one's got to be Gabrielle's, right? With the uh, you know mm-hmm. girl at the game podcast. Oh, guys, I was gonna ask. You're so sweet. <laughs> A League of Their Own. Yeah. Is this your and new I thing? Know, You're just going to drop it at the beginning? No, because for some of them, I like really need to think about it okay. and kind of talk them out in my head. But mm-hmm. I've said before, like, boxing movies like and movies with just, like, violence of any kind or – which not to say boxing – I mean, as someone who takes boxing lessons, boxing is a – in many ways a beautiful, you know, athletic art form – it's not something I like watching in movies. Um, the Rocky movies are an exception to that, but I don't just like watch Rocky movies like all the time. Like I've seen most of the seven Rocky movies, I think. Um, but A League of Their Own is such a special movie. It is not like any other movie on this bracket. It's not like most movies in, you know, the pantheon of like cinema. Um a League of Their Own is a women's baseball movie, and it's just so good. It's got the comedy. It's got the heartbreak. It's got family, romance, um, baseball, obviously, sisterhood, both between Kit and Dottie, but also Kit and Dot, but also, um, like, the women on the team, they become a sisterhood. League of Their Own is such a special movie. and. I don't really have any other words to say about that. Like, I just love it so much. I've probably seen it a million times. I remember the first time I ever saw it and I was like, oh my God, girls playing baseball. It was like so cool to me. And I just, every single cast member in it is excellent. Like it's the rare ensemble movie where like 
every single character is great. Like you just love it. And I, I mean, for me, it's not like a debate. I just like a league of their own is one of those movies where like, when you really think about it, it's so incredibly special. Um, and the fact that it's a mostly true story makes it even more special. Yeah. Agree 100%. Uh, Javi, you want to, you want to take this one next? Um, sure. I'll take this one next. So, Unlike uh, the previous matchup, I am going to go a little bit analysis mode on this one. Creed, to me, it's interesting because both of these movies have a a story and a theme that uh, make you want to root for them. A uh, female sports movie, obviously, with Girl at the Game, which Gabrielle um, has talked about, really uh, expertly kind of um, navigated that and explained it. I love A League of Their Own, too. Although I admit I have not seen it in a while. Creed is a very special movie to me. Creed is special because I find that there are there is something about the movie, and I actually got teared up watching it before. Two things: one, I really love the the motorcycle scene in the movie, um, where he it's his own version of the Rocky Run, and I think that's very important. He doesn't just run the Philly steps again; he's his own person. It's this is its own story within the Rocky universe, and I think that's a very important scene. I think it's crafted very well. I love the motorcycles coming on either side of him. You can notice that the colors of the motorcycles and just him growing to accept himself. And that's what's so interesting because personally, I'm someone where that theme resonates with me personally very much. The idea of accepting oneself despite your um, heritage and despite uh, expectations for me that have been placed on me um, a lot in my life. And whether it was intentional or not, uh, you know, with people in my family achieving certain things and me worrying about whether or not I can achieve the same or even if I have to. And Creed to me... What I love so much about it is it is not a story that, in my opinion, the Academy necessarily wanted from a movie about Creed. I feel like they were more they are more comfortable with the started from nothing for a black character. They are more comfortable with a a character that is 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 he had nothing and he is he grew up on the streets and this is that stuff, right? That's more digestible. That's what we're more used to from black characters, I think, especially in in sports movies. However, that is not the case in this one. This is a movie about his struggle is the complete opposite. He is not worried. Money is not a concern for Adonis Creed. He is um, Apollo Creed's son. He's he's rich, and he's also incredibly educated. That's another thing. I feel like that is quite off-putting for the, not all the people in the Academy. I do not want to generalize and say that all old white people or just any type of person who thinks about this stuff, they think that the same way. I do not believe no, that. No, but it's not, a blind, it's not a blindside mm-hmm. movie, for example. Yes, yes. It's not. It, yes, exactly. That's exactly what, that was exactly what I was going to get to. Um, it doesn't have that thing. Uh, Adonis is very well educated. Rocky even makes a remark where he says, clearly you have a, a good head on your shoulder, right? That's why I think that this movie, I think it should have been a Best Picture nominee. Maybe Michael B. Jordan. I like that Sly Stallone got the nod. He was excellent in this as too. Um, the fact that just as a movie, I just think that those messages really resonate for me personally. Um, in a way, you know, Gabrielle, you're in the girl at the game. I'm not saying that this is, uh, one is more important than the other. I do, that is absolutely not what I'm trying to say. Um, I think both no, of these no, movies. No, no, I totally get you know what, what I mean? you're saying of like, they mean different things mm-hmm. to different people. And that's why we're talking, that's why we're doing this. It's like, I'm not trying to get, mm-hmm. aside from 42, which like, that's a, a different <laughs> animal. But for this, like, <laughs> Creed means something to you the way League of Their mm-hmm. Own means something to me because exactly. of who we are as people. And that's mm-hmm. like so, so valid. Yeah, um, it's 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 really a beautiful thing kind of that these two are going at it despite um, our both respective loves for them. I think it's kind of cool that we're both seeing, you know, kind of this is what movies can do. 
this is what movies can, how they can resonate with people. And Creed has always uh, kind of been that ever since it came out. Um, and I just feel that now let's just take away what it means to me personally. I also feel that from the mechanical perspective, this was when we were like, oh man, this Ryan Coogler guy might be really special. Obviously he goes on to do Black Panther and is probably going to make another brilliant movie in a few years or so. Black Panther 2 is what I'm getting at. Um, he's great. Fruitvale Station is great too. And the fact that you are able to revitalize a franchise that while we said is great, it's amazing how many uh, movies are up there uh, that they've done, right? The fact that this is like the seventh movie in this Rocky universe franchise or what have you, and it's able to reinvent it. And it doesn't just do the thing that other sequels and other uh, reboots do, which is this, the, this is the son of this person, or this is the new movie, except that it's a black character or it's a white character, whatever. They don't just do the thing where we're just going to change up the races or in the uh, superficial level, right? It's a whole new character. It's a whole new story in a way, but it also pays homage to what makes the original Rocky's movie so special and why the original Rocky resonates with people, regardless of kind of your race and stuff. Um, yeah. I'm going for Creed for obviously, <laughs> I mean, obviously that's kind of what I've been leading up to for those reasons. I don't feel bad about if um, a league of their own goes at it. I actually think in a way it's kind of beautiful that both of us feel so strongly about two different movies for different reasons. Yeah, and now, totally, and now we get totally to yell at no, you. No pressure for me. No pressure for me here after all that. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. So I, I'll just say I am going to go with A League of Their Own. It is close. Mm-hmm. Um, Creed, I, I really, it's a fantastic movie. We've talked about how we like how, you know, they don't reboot or reimagine or re-whatever the movie that, with the Rocky franchise. They just pick it up however many years go by is however many years goes by, and they just pick it up right where the story left off. Um, and, you know... Javi, you mentioned this scene the last time. The scene that I that I absolutely love in that movie is when they it's early in the movie and Creed's got a fight and he ends up knocking this other guy out in just two rounds. Mm-hmm. But the in, the entire fight is shot in just one one yep. shot, um, mm-hmm. and you, you kind of get like the the camera kind of circling, you know, the ring and everything. And you know, then round one ends, he goes over and talks to Rocky, he goes back up there. It's all just one shot. It's crazy. Um, so that's awesome. Very unique. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's a great movie and. Uh, with A League of Their Own, though, I mean, I just love it. You know, I've watched it so many times. I saw it for the first time when I was a kid. It, it really made me miss baseball this time around. And, Gabrielle, I think you talked about this the last time, but we talked about the scene where, uh, you know, they're recruiting players, and John Lovitz is just really, really mean to Marla Hooch. And But the thing I love about that scene is, you know, John Lovitz goes to leave, and the Henson sisters are like, dude, what? why are we not bringing her? She's awesome. Were you paying attention? Like, and yeah. He, he tells her why um, he makes some kind of comment and compares her to somebody else. There's too strong a resemblance, something like that. But without saying a word. Doesn't he compare her to like a male? Um... Yeah, it's it's some obscure reference that probably goes over my head. But yeah, and then the Henson sisters, they just drop their luggage immediately. Like they're not going to go another step with this jerk if, if that's the kind of stance that he's going to take on this and they don't need to talk it over amongst themselves they immediately just take a stand there like oh no she's coming with us or we're not going it's basically as simple as that so i I did like the scene for that reason and um the only other thing i'll say i mean game seven of this is freaking awesome it Mm -hmm. does a great job of just capturing the feel of a championship game but it doesn't do anything completely ridiculous where you start to just be like okay no that's too much like like if you look at a movie like the little giants and i realize that's a kid's movie and it's done for laughs and everything but the play that they mm-hmm. win the championship on is just ridiculous. And again, different kind of movie, but 
Um, it kind of jumps the shark a little bit there. But with this, it's just a great baseball game, which is awesome. So I love mm-hmm. it for all those reasons. I got to go with the League of Their Own. It's close. Creed's great. But League of Their Own's got to move on for me. All right. This was a beautiful round, I have to say. That was yeah, a- I like this. And look, Guys, like I, the, I, I, I really want to emphasize this was, it was great. This yeah. is the, I like this though. I like that it was. I have nothing against League of Their Own. It's just yeah, this, this is my I, version of that, you know, which right. is really cool. And also, I like that. And also, like movies, we're man. not saying this isn't like round one where we're like, <laughs> yeah. Tin Cup freaking sucks. It doesn't even exist <laughs> in the bracket. It's like as we get deeper into the bracket, it's hard because yeah, these mm-hmm. are all movies that we've in other rounds chosen to move on which means that like we Mm. do value them as movies it's just like we're getting it's we're narrowing it down and like Creed is an excellent movie but a league of their own to two out of three of us Mm -hmm. you know deserve to move on and but that's not against Creed it's just it's like pro a league of their own not con Creed Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, there's there's 64 Ooh. movies. 63 of them are going to lose. So, yeah, it's going to get exactly. tougher and tougher. Well, actually, technically, exactly. 64 of them are going to lose because we knocked Tin Cup out of. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. true, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> that's, the, the that's another. That's another drinking that's drink, drinking yeah. game situation. Yeah. yeah. Fun John Hoosier shit on Tin Cup. <laughs> All right, so we got one last one. Weird. Yeah, this is a little bit of a weird matchup. We've got. Uh, number 11, Warrior, going up against number 7, Happy Gilmore. I'll do this one. I don't think I've, I've let off for a while. So, all right. So, Warrior, great movie. It's a movie. I don't even know if I had heard of it before this uh, bracket started, but I really did enjoy it. It's one of the only uh, UFC movies that we have. But just to keep this simple, I mean, Happy Gilmore is just too funny because I watched it again the other day, you know, because, again, I didn't have to watch it again uh, to vote for it, really, against Varsity Blues or Really, even Rudy. Really, I didn't even really need to watch it again for Warrior, but I just wanted to watch it because it's hilarious. But, I mean, there's just so many funny uh, moments in this movie. I think, um, you know, the way Happy Gilmore hits a golf ball where he stands behind it and then runs up to it and swings. I mean, that's fantastic. And I will definitely admit I am one of many people who I have to believe has tried to swing at the driving range to pretty poor results. But I'm terrible at golf. So basically what happens, I'll go to the driving range. I'm awful. And then I'm like, well, what the hell? I can't get any worse. Let me try a Happy Gilmore style. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a lot of people have imitated that over the years. There's a scene where it's right after Happy Gilmore joins the Pro Tour. And, of course, you know, he, he makes a shot. He starts jumping around like an idiot and yelling. And Chubbs is watching it on TV. And he's sitting at his desk. And he's, like, gluing his hand back together. And he's just like, damn it, Happy. What are you doing? Right in a bowl? You're <laughs> acting like a damn fool. It's <laughs> just so good. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a hilarious. And the other thing, the scene that like I almost so I was riding the, the stationary bike while I was watching this movie just to kind of do something while I'm watching all these movies. And, you know, the, there's the guy that harasses Happy Gilmore uh, that's paid off by Shooter and McGavin to, you know, mess with Happy Gilmore. And there's the scene where, you know, Gilmore's playing with Bob Barker and he goes to tee off. And right as he's about to swing and hit the ball, the guy just goes, jackass. And I just forgot that he did that. I legitimately almost fell off the bike laughing. Like, I could not stop laughing at that part. Um, and then later, he's like, you will not make this putt, you jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just fantastic. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Happy Gilmore. It's just a damn funny movie. It wins just for that reason for me. Um, I, I could take the next part of here. 
Um, so I've kind of ri- I've kind of explained how Warrior is one of my like movies I kind of ride for isn't talked about um, enough in my opinion. Directed by Gavin O'Connor, who I love and I think is kind of an underrated director, uh, has done Miracle like we talked about before. Um, Happy Gilmore can also be looked at, I think, in an interesting way where it's like it's the class hero. You know what I mean? It's referenced in the movie directly. It's not a an, a subtext per se. It's 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 it is to a degree, but it's not. Um, you know, it's referenced very out loud. They're not trying to hide that this is a a blue collar guy playing an extreme white collar sport. You know, yeah. and that's what I that's that I really really liked about it because you know. I'm definitely, uh, I, you know, you got to root for that type of situation, right? It's, it's, it's really always, uh, great to see that, I think. Um, yeah. and, and Shooter McGavin, excellent, excellent movie villain, probably one of the best movie villains, uh, at least for sports movies, I should say. Um, so good. Yeah. Warrior, I've seen so many times. It is just, I think it's just made so, so damn well. And I, I, I know it's, it doesn't have too many things that are, particularly brand new but what i do like is a character is sort of different they have part it's a really split movie the two brothers thing but it's one part of the movie is kind of your underdog you know grinder type of story with um joel eckerton's character and then the other one is this very damaged person who is not an underdog at all he wins all this fights in seconds right yeah so I like that. Too. Yeah, I like this kind of dichotomy between the two, and that yep. they kind of balance that in the movie to make up for the fact that they are going for the chills, goosebumps, like underdog story, while at the same time talking about this, uh, making it a brother story. You know, so for that reason, I'm going to go for Warrior. This is an again, this is a very Space Jam kind of versus Raging Bull type of situation where both movies completely different things that they're aiming for. But for me, uh, Warrior is a little bit more impactful, and it's also true I did just see Happy Gilmore not too long ago. But I have to admit, loves Happy Gilmore a lot more than I expected. So I definitely want to give it credit for that. But I'm going with gotcha. Warrior. I'm going Happy Gilmore. Yes. I just. <laughs> I'm sorry. Me and John got killed just, today. <laughs> that would have been my heartbreak moment right there. That would have been it. I'm sorry. I just love this. My, Happy Gilmore is just such a like low key, really good movie. Um, it's and I I've said this before, but I think it's one of Adam Sandler's best movies, best performances, where his his typical character, kind of of the yelling anger issue guy who has a sweet side, but he's mostly just yelling it really works best in this movie. It's just a really funny movie and um, it's unique. Like the whole hockey player, golf player thing. It's just, I don't know. It's just so good. So. Yeah. All right. Gilmore, Gilmore to the elite eight then. If you stuck with us this long, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episode of the bracket. We will be getting down to the elite eight and then the final four, and then the championship round in the coming weeks. And we are so excited and honestly nervous to figure out which movie is going to end up the reigning champion. It is getting harder and harder to choose between movies that we honestly all love and have so much respect for. So tune in next week for the Elite Eight. We are recording it tomorrow, and I have a feeling it is going to get pretty hairy. Don't forget to check out Built Bar and use code Locked On for $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Stay safe, be kind to people, and as always, go Red Sox. Yeah.